The Baltimore Ravens continue to make moves, adding Jadavian Clowney on Friday. We talk about what Clowney brings to the table, what he means for the defense, and so much more coming up next here on this Instant Reaction Live edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in here to another edition of Locked On Ravens Live, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostreicher of Ravens Wire here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here with us on this Friday evening. Well, I guess it's now more nighttime. It's nine o'clock and making us your first listen each and every day on Locked On Ravens. Free and available as always, all podcasting platforms, including in video form on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And man, this team, <laughs> this team is going out there. They're, they're making additions. They're filling holes. They're, they're doing everything. We This is the third straight day, actually of live streaming here on this show and we do five days a week regularly. And so this is actually the eighth show of the week, which I think, I think is a record for me, honestly, but it, it's a good reason. The Ravens obviously on Friday signed Jadavian Clowney to a one year deal. It was a move that I think will just the outside linebacker position, pass rush position in general, people were looking forward to the Ravens potentially making a move there. They had been flirting with Clowney. They've been flirting with Kyle Van Noy. But Jadavian Clowney is the move for them. So today we're going to be talking about, or tonight, we're going to be talking about what Clowney brings to the table for the Ravens from the defense and what he brings to the young guys at his position group. We'll also talk about overall the defense, the outlook for them, and what it means now that they have Clowney in the building. And obviously these lives are great. They're an opportunity for me to engage in the chat and really have an opportunity to talk to as many people as I can. So if you have comments, be sure to put them down below. We can talk about this clowny signing and it's going to be really exciting. And we do, we do these lives after every big news piece. So obviously we talked to Marlon Humphrey on a live. We talked to Ronald Darby. Now this is clowny. And also every single Ravens game, we'll be doing a, a live stream after the fact instant reaction. So we did one for the Eagles game on Saturday. We'll do another one for the commanders game on Monday. And obviously regular season playoffs and hopefully a Super Bowl for the Ravens. So let's first get into Clowney a little bit in general. This is a one-year deal, $2.5 million base salary worth up to $6 million. That in itself makes it a steal. I think with Clowney in general, I like the signing. I think it's good for them. There are some positives that he brings to the table. There are also some concern points some people have. We'll get into those. But a one-year deal for $2.5 million base is a steal for the Ravens. I mean, regardless of what he does, an absolute disaster for Clowney this year would probably be, you know, he gets injured early in the year, is super unproductive, is taking away snaps. That's like worst, worst, worst case. I expect him to have more of an impact than that. And we don't know what the incentives are, at least at the time of this recording. Maybe they've come out recently. I don't know. But for $2.5 million base worth up to $6 million, that's it's a true job by Eric DaCosta, regardless of how the signing plays out, unless it's just terrible. Now, Clowney, he was the first overall pick, as we all know, for the Houston Texans back in 2014, and has played a multitude of different roles. He's versatile. When you compare Jadavian Clowney to Kyle Van Noy, who I think the Ravens, it was between those two guys, the versatility that both those guys have, it was they, they were versatile, but they were different. Jadavian Clowney can play inside and outside in terms of being a defensive lineman. He can kick inside. 
or play as a rush guy, an outside linebacker, or in terms of a Calvin Noy, it was more if he can play the outside linebacker position, but you can kick him inside and play inside linebacker. Baltimore has inside linebackers. They, they didn't necessarily need Calvin Noy's versatility there. Now, Calvin Noy is a backup Sam to a guy like a Tyus Bowser or working in tandem with Tyus Bowser as a coverage linebacker, that could have been really nice. Shadavian Clowney isn't as shrewd in coverage. But what Clowney does, and I'm super excited about this, is the fact that he is an exceptional run defender. He sets the he's an edge setter. He sets it violently, sets it physically. And to me, I think the Ravens, the MO this offseason for them with the signing of Rocky Asin, the signing of now Clowney, is I think they just wanted to become a more physical defense overall. Because when you trade out a Marcus Peters for a Rocky Asin, that's you're, you're upgrading physicality. When you trade out a Justin Houston for a Jadavian Clowney, and I know that it's not a one-for-one one in either of those situations, but essentially you're, you're gaining more physicality there. So to me, Clowney is a much fit, more physical player. I think it takes pressure off of David Ajabo and Rafe Owe, especially Ajabo, who I don't think will have to worry as much about the run in year one, which will, I think, take responsibility off of his plate. Not that, he, not that he couldn't have handled it, but I think it's better that he doesn't have it right away and he's being forced to kind of work a million miles a minute. He can now just pin his ears back and hopefully rush the passer. Now, Clowney, over the course of his career, 43 sacks for Jadavian Clowney, a total of 320 tackles. Now, one of the things that people are, well, I guess we'll just get the concerns out of the way now. There are a couple of things people are concerned about. Now, for all the good that Clowney brings, people are worried about the sack production consistency. Clowney has actually never reached 10 sacks in a season before, which is kind of interesting. I actually didn't know that until we talked about him a couple weeks ago. He's had nine sacks twice and nine and a half sacks once. So he's gotten close, but hasn't really gotten there. But then there are other years where, again, last year in Cleveland was a down year. He played in 12 games, had two sacks. Seattle in his only season there played in 13 games. He had three sacks. His first couple of years in Houston wasn't a big sack production guy. But to me, and this is where the, the edge position, the outside linebacker position, sacks kind of drive the the conversation where for Clowney, if he's not getting sacks, people are probably going to you know say, oh, he's not performing well. But I think Clowney's one of those players that does make an impact without maybe impacting the box score is you would like Clowney can do a lot. Again, setting the edge, you're not going to get stats for setting the edge, you know, obviously run stops are one thing and PFF with their advanced stats and everything. But I think sacks drive that position. And for me, at least Clowney's a player that will probably not have a ton. Like I'm not expecting a 10 sack season from Clowney this year, but I am expecting really solid run defense from him. So well, let's take a look in the comments here. We have, we have a lot to get to. John Stremmel saying Clowney, the Clowney signing reminds me of the movie, quote, you complete me because their roster feels complete. It almost does feel like the final piece, doesn't it? Like it feels like with the Ravens, we, we talked all offseason about two big needs, corner and edge. Now, obviously, the Marlon Humphrey injury complicates things at the corner position a little bit, but they signed Ronald Darby. And I think that the Ravens urgency at corner, I'm sure, got sped up because of the Marlon Humphrey stuff. But they address corner and, and Ronald Darby, and hopefully Marlon's back soon. And then they address the edge position in Jadavian Clowney. Now, my theory here, and I don't know if people agree, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. My theory is that Baltimore was always going to sign a pass rusher. They were always going to do it, whether it was well, Clowney, Van Noy, whoever it was going to be. I think they were going to sign an edge guy. But I do think, as I just said, the corner position urgency definitely got sped up. I think Baltimore wanted to trust their young guys and see what they had early on. But the injuries they've suffered so far throughout the course of training camp, obviously highlighted by Marlon Humphrey, I think that that piece made the Ravens say, okay, we really have to get something done 
in that regard here. Bentley James in the chat here is saying, let's go. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think it it has the potential to go really well. Also, I know there are some questions. People, people have concerns about Clowney's leadership ability, his veteran presence. There was a weird situation in Cleveland last year where essentially Clowney said that he wasn't coming back to Cleveland because the Browns favored Miles Garrett. He ended up apologizing for that. There, there have been some work ethic questions and some leadership questions with Clowney, but you know, right situation, right? If, if he's in the right situation, I think he can thrive. And we know that with these guys that kind of have, I don't want to call them character question marks. I think that's a little unfair to say, but I guess, I guess leadership question marks, the Ravens have kind of proven that they're a destination for those types of guys. Raven 76, be more back in here. Uh, good to see you again. Raven 76 boomer. He says, salute, salute. Clowney will wear number 24. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's something. I am not a huge fan of that. Uh, hopefully that number will be changed. Honestly, what it probably is, is since all the numbers in the 90s are taken, Cloudy just has to pick 24 for now. And then once cuts happen, the Ravens will probably cut. Like, for example, I think Trey Botts has 93, which was Clayus Campbell's old number. Once some of these guys get cut during cut down day, I'm sure Clowney will probably change his number. But for now, the 24 is uh, I'm cool with the jersey relaxation rules, like, you know, relaxing the jersey number restrictions. But Clowny in 24. I hope I do not see on the field in week one there. John saying we, we need to set expectations with Clowney. He stops run but doesn't get a lot of sacks. And I agree. I think that Clowney, I'm expecting great run defense, run production from him. But sack numbers, maybe he gets four and a half. Maybe he gets six and a half. But I don't expect this to be like a 9, 10, 11 sack year for him. I'd want that to come from Adafi Owe or David Ajabo. But I think Clowney's presence takes a lot of pressure. Well, for those two guys in general, we have Rico coming in the chat. John saying Clowney will help us set the edge. He absolutely will. Kyle Kramer saying over or under 6.5 sacks for Clowney. I might push. I might say five and a half or six and a half. So maybe slightly under, or I'd push that number and say six and a half. I think that's, I think under just barely there is where I'd go. John saying under, I would not be shocked, but I still expect an impact from him. Robbie C saying, how many games does he actually play in KO? Now that's the other concern that people have. And we'll kind of round out the first part of the show with this is the fact that Clowney has only played in one full season over the course of his, how many years? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's played nine seasons in the course of his nine seasons. Clowney has played in one full season. Once that was in 2017 with the Texans. Other than that, He's missed a couple games here and there. He hasn't played a full season since that 2017 year. He only played in eight games. That weird year in Tennessee where he was not good. Played in eight games that year. Played in 14 for Cleveland two years ago. 12 last year for Cleveland. So I'd probably expect anywhere in the 11 to 14 range for Clowney. With this signing, you're probably expecting him to miss a couple games just due to the injury history. As we talked about with Julio Jones for years and years and years and years on this show. We talked about, well, if you sign Julio, you know the injury history, you're probably going to have to account for some missed games. Clowney's injury history is not as extensive as Julio Jones. I don't want to make it seem like that's what I'm saying, but I do think that there have to be some expectations in terms of the fact that Clowney probably will not play a full 17 games this year. If he does, that's awesome, but I'm not going into the year with those expectations at this point right now. But coming up in the second part of the show, I'll be diving into the Clowney signing a little bit more, talking about what he brings to the table, both as a run defender, as a pass rusher, how he fits into the defense, and so much more coming up next here on this episode of Locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. 
That's why I have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs lets you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And for me, I've had a ton of great experiences with LinkedIn, whether it's looking for jobs. Um, my friends have had really positive experiences there. And it's really easy to create a free job post over on LinkedIn Jobs. Too. All you have to do is add the job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools you can use too, like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experiences. You can quickly prioritize who would like to interview and who would like to hire. And it's really important to start the year strong and end it strong too. And the right team member could really help you do that. It's why small business rank leading jobs number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Linden Jobs have to find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back to our second segment of Locked On Ravens Live Edition. Friday night coming to you about 9 p.m. Eastern. We started this. It's really exciting. Again, third third straight days of, of, of live stream here. The Ravens really are saying, uh, you know, we're, we're going to make all our moves in a couple of days. And honestly, the, the fact that the moves were made is fine. The Ravens bring in Jadavian Clowney on a one-year deal worth up to $6 million, but it's a $2.5 million base salary, which, which is great for them. And before we get into it, uh, Tanya has a good comment here. Tanya Bowman, who says, I wasn't on the Clowney train because I wanted a pass rusher to come help. But if he can help Meta Beast, OA, Ajabo, then I'm good. And, and that's exactly what it is, because... Hopefully Clowney can provide some sort of veteran leadership because as a pass rusher, as we've talked about, we're probably not expecting him to go out there and just dominate and get, you know, five sacks in four weeks and have that start. The I wouldn't expect him to have probably more than five, six, seven in the season, but he can provide an impact in other areas, which I think is what Baltimore value because stuffing the run, obviously is it starts for a defense for a defense. If you can get an opponent into second and long situations, third and long situations, it's going to help your defense out a ton because you're pretty much maximizing what they can do as a whole. Now with Clowney, with his physicality and what he brings to the table, if he can just help a little bit, just like Tony said, if he can help a little bit in the way of being, hopefully being a mentor for Adafi OA, hopefully being a mentor for David Ajabo and a couple of those defensive linemen too, I'd expect him to be used in a hybrid role. Essentially what it is, people have kind of been making it out as, oh, he's a replacement for Justin Houston. What it really is, is he's a Jason Pierre-Paul replacement. And because because he has the inside-outside versatility, he's built more like a Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Pierre-Paul is a little bit bigger than Jadavian Clowney but I do think that Clowney fits the Ravens defense and what they want to do a little bit more at this point. And then Scott Brigham saying, if he stays healthy, he's only played one full season. And, you know, you're right, Scott, you know, exactly what we talked about earlier. And it's a good point because we have to kind of keep those expectations in line a little bit. John saying it'd be cool if he got seven sacks and hit a career of 50. Yeah. What is he? What did I say? 43, 43 and a half right now. Yeah. 43 right now. So coming in with seven sacks hits that 50 sack threshold. I know we were talking about that 100 sack threshold with, uh, with Clayus Campbell. I mean, he, it was cool to kind of see how much that meant to him overall. And Kyle saying, I think if the team can average four ish a game, I don't care who gets what, to be honest, four sacks per game for the Ravens would be great. The, the thing with Baltimore and their pass rush over the past couple of seasons, honestly, I don't even know how far this goes back. It feels like forever. But the Ravens have struggled to consistently generate pressure with four. They've had to generate pressure with blitzes. They've had to scheme up their pressures. And kind of when you, when you scheme them up, it's difficult to, you know, play multiple safeties in the back end. You have to kind of rely on guys man on man and then one-on-one. Now, the issue with that is with Marlon Humphrey out of the picture for – who knows how long I know John Harbaugh said they have a pretty good timeline in mind, but they're not going to say anything about it. If Humphrey is out for however long he is, 
the Ravens are going to have to generate pressure from other areas, but also rely a little bit more on their front four. So now if, if Owe and Ajabo and Matabike and, you know, Michael Pierce, maybe he can be a little bit of a pass rushing guy this year. And obviously Clowney in there as well. They have to be able to trust four, maybe at a max five guys. Maybe you want to send Roquan Smith in, Patrick Queen in on a blitz, or you can bring somebody up from the secondary. Kyle Hamilton can do that. They have options, but Clowney just, I think, brings more trust to their front four at this point, which I think is what they needed at this point. Smoke and Play podcast saying, I think we should bring in Sue and Nanamakan Sue. I don't know. How old is Nanamakan Sue? I don't even know how old he is now. The Ravens, though, I think... They feel fine enough in their defensive line where I, I wouldn't anticipate that happening. I think they're going to probably keep five defensive linemen, well, like interior guys, and Justin Matabike, Broderick Washington, uh, Michael Pierce, Brent Urban, and Travis Jones. Those are probably your five. I think keeping six with the way the Ravens are going to have to maneuver their corner position is going to be a, a, a little iffy since they, Marlon Humphrey and, and Pepe Williams, both guys who were expected to miss the start of the year, they have to, as I've mentioned this a couple times now, they've had to or they're going to have to maneuver how they make their roster work 53 man wise. Cause they can't put those guys on IR until after the cut down day, they have to be on the final 53 man roster. If they put them on IR before that ends their entire season, obviously you don't want to do that when they're going to come back. So I wouldn't anticipate Baltimore adding a guy like Sue. I understand the thought process behind it. Don't get me wrong, but I just wouldn't think they do that. Donald Brown coming in here saying, I expect a big year or a big play for Chase Young or a corner in spite of Clowney. That fish is hooks. We need another, we need another guy at corner. And I think for Baltimore, th th there's a lot to talk about when at least looking at what Baltimore has, because corner wise, I think you're fine in the fact that for now, at least they at least feel they're fine. I, I, I would probably add another guy, but they at least feel they're fine with the young guys that they have and so many other different options with Rock Yassine and Ronald Darby being your two. So, you know, with Donald saying they need another guy at corner, I, I don't I don't really know. Like an Anthony Brown is someone who they've kind of looked at, but I'm not sure, for example, they would use a guy like him in the slot. Would they use him on the outside? I think if they added another guy at corner, it would probably be a slot option. So I know they haven't brought in Bryce Callahan. I think the Dolphins did that. We'll see. But a Chase Young's interesting. I don't really know what to, what to think about Chase Young. There hasn't been like a substantial report that Chase Young is, you know, even available at this point. Well, I think maybe he's, you know, commanders are kind of shopping them and seeing what they have. But at this point, if Baltimore were to bring, I think Clowney essentially is their Chase Young. Chase Young can play inside and can be a pass rush guy. But I think the Ravens, they saw what they liked with Clowney. The deal is fine. So I think Chase Young was a before Clowney thing. I think now the Ravens will probably focus their attention on corner. Kevin Smith coming in saying, can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. I think Clowney kind of, it, he adds an exciting element of the defense because it's just, it's new we've been talking about for so long, so often. And now you have a lot of different things where Baltimore has enough at almost every position now. Obviously you need Humphrey back, but if everybody's healthy and that's a big if, and honestly the Ravens probably will not be healthy much like every other team will not be healthy this year. But if you can have enough of the injury, God luck on your side, something can really be special here. Kyle Kramer saying, I think he should go to number 50 in honor of Teddy B. Oh, my. 50 on Clowney would be better than it on Teddy Bridgewater. Like 50 on a quarterback is a crime. I cannot believe that's happening. It's apparently it's only for the preseason and hopefully it is, but I'd rather have 50 on Clowney than, uh, <laughs> than 50 on Teddy Bridgewater at this point. So I don't know what that whole thing is. 
Donald Brown also coming back saying Gordon has got to go. He's the Kim Kardashian of camp. He's telling everything, and that's not our style. He should have been gone. I think what Donald's talking about is the uh, the J.K. Dobbins thing, probably, where he essentially said that J.K. is holding in, and there weren't. I think people understood that that's what was happening, but there were never any like substantial reports. And then Melvin Gordon said, "Oh, but right, yep, I didn't know he was holding out till he was till I came here, but he is." So I think that's probably what Donald's talking about there. Uh, then we have Bentley James saying that Clowney might not get sacks, but he might get double teams. That's yeah, that is true. You have to pay attention to Clowney on a defense. You, you can't just one-on-one all these guys. And with Clowney being as big and as physical as he is, and also with Michael Pierce, I think Michael Pierce is, he's almost a forgotten man because he only played in two games last year, but he was really good in those two games. But with how big and physical he is, you can't like, if you leave one of those guys one-on-one, you're, you're kind of playing with fire. If you're a defense at this point. So we'll see Bentley saying our D line will be a problem for offenses. I agree. I think that this signing adds an element of physicality of run defense. And obviously you can still get to the quarterback, but I think it's not going to come in the, in the form of like sack production. It's going to be, it's going to come and doing little things. And that's what I think he can do as well. And then TDO GX saying he can play 17 games. If he's used, if he's used or is a rotation guy, not a primary player. I agree with that. And I think there will be some level of rotation. I do think that you probably want him on the field on early downs, which are obviously more run oriented as opposed to most third downs. But I think that we'll see Clowney probably on the field first down situations, obvious run situations, and he can get to the quarterback on third down a little bit too. And they can, they can push him inside on third down if they want to. They did that with a bunch of their bigger you know, outside linebackers, Penel McPhee back in the day did that. Jason Pierre-Paul, I think, was more of an offensive lineman. Like, I think he was a defensive lineman that could go outside. I think Jadavion Clowney is more of a defensive lineman that can go, or more of an outside linebacker that can go inside, excuse me. So I think that there's a lot that you can do with Clowney just based off his versatility, which is super exciting overall here. And Scott Brigham also saying, just hope we're not hiring beat up veterans just to bandage the holes. I think so. The thing that I've said for a lot of these moves that the Ravens have made is I don't feel like, you know, they're not like top 10 options at their position, but they do move the needle enough where I'm okay with it happening. Like obviously Clowney coming in, if you didn't sign Clowney for the Ravens, you're three deep at the position. And we don't even know when Tyus Bowser is coming back. So you're essentially two deep. And it's Adafi always David Ajabo, it's Tyus Bowser, and it's probably Tavius Robinson or Malik Cam is your fourth guy. But now you bring in Clowney, he just adds depth and experience. And they needed, whether it was Clowney or Van Noy, they, just, they needed to add in somebody. So I agree with, you know, hopefully they're not taking away snaps like Clowney and Darby and all these guys aren't taking away snaps from young guys if they're not going to produce and make a positive impact. But I do think that they will. Overall, coming from the final part of the show here on Lockdown Ravens, we'll be diving into the overall outlook for the Ravens defense. We'll keep talking in the chat and a lot more. So be sure to stay tuned. Plenty to get into on this live edition of Lockdown Ravens. We are back rounding out Lockdown Ravens, our final segment on this Friday evening. I appreciate you taking some time and listening and watching here, whether you're on YouTube live or you're listening after the fact, either on YouTube or in audio form. Again, we're a five-day week Ravens podcast, so every Monday through Friday, we do have Ravens content, and obviously it's exciting now with the expectations surrounding this team, but when, when there's news like this, we do go live, and it's a fun way for me to engage in the chat, so be sure to subscribe, whether it's YouTube, whether it's audio form, it's the same show, both audio and video, so you're not missing out on anything. We got the chat popping right now. A lot of people seem to be excited about the Jadavian signing. I know he does come with a, a couple of risks, but it was a move I think that they did need to make. Derek Jones here saying Clowney's a solid veteran pickup helps with Marlowe being out for a little bit. It does. And I think when you talk about 
corner and pass rush, you know, pass defense and pass rush. They go hand in hand. If you have a solid pass rush, it helps. You get covered sacks and it, it, it all goes hand in hand with each other, which I'm really excited about as well. And Derek also saying pass rush is going to be crucial with Marlowe being out. That's how you can disguise it. If you can generate pressure, if you can get to the quarterback quickly enough to where he's either scrambling and making a bad throw or just bringing him down altogether, it can mask some of the weaknesses in your secondary because the quarterback's just not throwing the ball. So it'll be really exciting. Donald coming back saying queen in a fourth for chase, make it happen. They can even take crochet or Duvernay. I think so for the, the, I think the initial, the initial trade might've been something like that that was first reported or first brought up. I think the Ravens want to keep Patrick queen this year. I think if they were to make a move for chase young, it would probably be third and a fourth, third and a fifth. Like it'd probably be a couple. I would, I think maybe Duvernay or Prochet is actually maybe realistic because the Ravens have, I think despite what they've gone to the, through with the position over the years, the Ravens actually do have a pretty solid receiver room this year. And I know Devin Duvernay, a lot of people are kind of wondering about his cap hit and, and why it's so big. The reason is it's much bigger compared to what a traditional fourth year or third round player is, is because he's made multiple, you know, pro bowls, all pros, as a third round pick. So obviously those escalators come in and, that, and that's why that whole situation has happened. Tanya saying Clowney was talking with the job and Owe, So that made me feel better because he's not the leader type. Maybe EDC asked him if he would be a mentor. I'm sure with all these veteran guys, they, they kind of understand the role. And Clowney's been through a lot at the NFL level. He's obviously had plenty of experiences. I'm just hoping that in Baltimore, like Tanya said here, with Ajabo and Owe, they learned a lot from Justin Houston. We knew that Justin Houston was a great mentor to those guys. They called him Yoda. He was loved in the locker room. Hopefully, Clowney can have the same type of impact. And in terms of the the Chase Young thing, Tanya say no, Queen. He's more important to he's more important now to where defense is. Humphrey is out. He's more healthy than Chase. Yeah, Chase Young has dealt with a with a couple of injuries there. Kyle wants to change the subject, though. He's saying, Kevin, change the subject. But what do you think of the chances Zay wins Offensive Rookie of the Year? Higher than you might think, actually. I think Zay has a pretty good shot. Now, uh, the favorites, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, maybe you throw the quarterbacks, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud in there. But I think, and, you know, I'll, I'm going to do a bowl prediction episode a couple weeks from now. If you listen to my episode with Bobby Trossett, I, I teased it then. I'll tease it again now. So if you're listening, I guess congratulations on knowing early. My prediction is that by the end of the season, this is bold, don't get me wrong, Zay Flowers is going to be the number one receiver on this team. That's how confident I am in him. Now, we haven't seen him play an NFL snap, but just the, the hype. And obviously, bold predictions, they have, you, have, you have to be bold, right? You can't just kind of be, oh, well, Lamar's going to throw for over 2,000 yards. Like, that's going to happen. He's going to throw for far more than that. You want to get bold with these bold predictions. And so I'm going to say Zay Flowers, to me, is going to be the number one receiver on this team by the end of the season. It's no slight to Rashad Bateman. It's no slight to Odell. I think those two still are very talented and will have big impacts. But I, I, I love the Flowers pick when it happened. He was the right pick for that team. We've talked about that, and I think he's going to be really good. So do I think Zay Flowers wins it? He can. You know, I think. Do I think he's the favorite right now? Probably not. I think a lot of people still have Bijan in that conversation. But to me, I think Flowers has a, a better shot than some people are probably making it out to be right now tdogx saying chase had one good year and people want to trade for trade the farm for him plus he's going to want to get paid yeah i think again i think that chase young it was probably if the ravens were even interested in him we don't know if they were it was probably chase young versus shadavian Clowney, and the ravens probably felt like with clowning on the deal they got him on and with the way that he's super physical against the run plus the upside for sack production i i think it was probably the, the better move overall we have a you know 
Balti Ravens saying, sup, Flock. Yolanda in here saying, good evening, Flock. You know, I appreciate you guys checking in here with me Friday evening. You could be doing a lot with your Friday evening. So the fact that you're here spending it with me, I appreciate you here, of course. And Kevin Smith saying, I just can't wait to see, to see Zay Flowers. And yeah, Flowers, I think, I think Bobby Chaza put it out. You know, we had Bobby on the show on Thursday. He said, is there, is there ever a Ravens rookie that had more hype going into the year than Zay Flowers? I think Lamar, obviously, but he didn't start. Zay Flowers is expected to have a big role. We didn't know we didn't know when we were going to see Lamar. It was different because Joe Flacco obviously had that starting job, and then Spencer Schultz, friend of the show, came in and said Sergio Kendall. <laughs> and that was, I was not quite Sergio Kendall. Sergio Kendall was probably uh, one of the biggest Ravens draft busts in, in history, but that was kind of funny. Donald Brown, I go going back to the Gordon comment where he he said, "You're right. He's telling everything." I think that was. Again, the thing about J.K. when Melvin Gordon said, hey, guess what, guys? I didn't know this, but J.K. sitting out. Did you hear? And everyone's like, no, we didn't know that. What are you talking about? We kind of all knew it, but there weren't any substantial reports there as well. Scott saying, love to see Clowney when we play the Browns. Will you think it will give him more momentum? I think so. I think there's a motivation factor. I, I'm, I'm sure there will be. Now, his tenure in Cleveland did not end well. I mentioned there was a little bit of a, not a dust up, but there was some controversy with Miles Garrett where, he said, I'm not coming back to Cleveland because they favor Miles Garrett over me. And I'm like, yeah, because Miles Garrett is a top pass rusher, if not the best pass rusher in the league. So I don't really know. And then Clowney apologized for it. But I think there will be extra motivation for him to go out there and show Cleveland like, oh, even if it's kind of a weird take, like, oh, you you picked Miles Garrett over me. I'm going to show you. And like, if I had a choice, I would also pick Miles Garrett over Jadavian Clowney. Don't get me wrong. But there, there is that because there that was real beef that did happen. I, I didn't really know why it was. I looked it up before recording here and was kind of kind of shocked by it, not going to lie. But we'll see. Derek saying, Clowney on rundowns because Ajabo looked suspect setting the edge. Yeah, we saw on Saturday Ajabo kind of spun inside and gave up the edge. And I can't, was it was it DeAndre Swift? Might have been him. Might have been someone else. But an Eagles running back took the edge when Ajabo ended up losing it. So, Clowney, to me, is a better player to have on the field on early downs. And the fact that he takes the pressure off of David Ajabo and somewhat of an off away too, is really important. Tanya saying Pierce is definitely getting double teams. Yeah, he, he definitely will be. I know I'm kind of catching up on comments here. So I know I, I hear everybody and I'm, I'm trying to get to everybody here. But I agree, Tanya. I think he has to get double teams. He's, he's just too big and too strong for him not to be. Biko saying Clowney, revenge Tory play Houston, Tennessee, Seattle, and Cleveland this season. Is that true? Yep, Houston week one, Tennessee week six. They place it. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. That's a good that's a good stat there. Shout out to you, Rico. I did not I did not put it together that way. He'll play every single one of it. I might tweet that out. I'll, I'll give you credit. But that 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 is a very good catch. That, that's a good catch there. Smoke and play saying a Jabo didn't reach his NFL strength yet. Yeah, I mean, there, there's still time for a Jabo to develop. And I think what Clowney does is he gives a Jabo time to again learn. This is Ajabo's rookie season, essentially. He obviously only played in one game last year, had the strip sack on Joe Burrow. He still needs to be able to learn a little bit. He is still, he he has the moves. Like, I think in terms of rawness when they came into the league, Ajabo versus Owe is that Ajabo has more of a pass rushing arsenal, and Owe kind of needed to learn a little bit more. Now, Owe, I think, is learning, and, and you know, the, the bull rush, the, the long arm, he's learning the stuff, but Ajabo has a pass rushing arsenal. It's just a matter of how he can use it at the NFL level as well and you know smoke and play saying if he's healthy and hungry he's going to be a problem period i 100 agree with that as well donald saying if we opposite pat we're banking on folks coming back we've seen too many injuries extend past their date a pass rush will be luxury but those corners outside of worley aren't ready i agree with donald on this actually i think donald makes a good point here 
every single year for the Ravens, if you've watched this team for a while, you know this. You can go back to 2014 when the Ravens had to sign guys like Rashawn Melvin off the street to play in the game against Tom Brady in Foxborough in the divisional round. Every year I say it, I say it. Every year the Ravens start the year with 50 million healthy corners and they end the year with two. So Donald's point is that, yes, I agree in the fact that Baltimore needs to have probably between their roster and the practice squad, probably nine or 10 solid options you can put out there. I think they have probably eight or nine or maybe 10. I think maybe if they added one more guy, I would not be like if Anthony Brown is the guy they want to bring in from Dallas, that's fine by me. But the Ravens at this point with bringing in Darby, they, they've added like a DeAndre Houston Carson. There are players that also can play safety that can move up to play corner and vice versa. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they end up maneuvering their roster overall here. And then we have Shabalaba Ding Dong 03 coming out. I don't know if I was going to, be able to pronounce that, saying, haven't been able to get to the quarterback in years. Love that signing. Yeah, hopefully he can provide that pass rush ability. I do expect a lot in the run game from him, though. Lisa saying, Clowny Revenge Tour. Shout out to Rico for that. That's really good. John saying, Fish names Edgar Allen and Poe. We've had, yeah, we've had that one. If, you, if you're, you're new, you haven't heard this yet. This is my first week. Well, now ending the first week. A new setup here. We do have live fish in the background there. There are actually four in there plus a snail. So I'm, I think I'm going to announce the fish names uh, probably on Monday. So be sure to stay tuned for that as well. Donald saying Clowney is more, or he feels like Clowney's more of a run defender, not a pass rusher. Granted, we needed it. Yes, I mean, Clowney's going to provide more probably in the run game than as a pass rusher. It'd be great if he could do both, like at a consistent level. But I think we're going to see consistent production from Clowney as a run defender and then some really good games as a pass rusher and some really bad games as a pass rusher. That's where I think it could be. Ravens win 16 saying, we got that man, baby. Hashtag, that's what's up. That is, that's what's up. That's what's up 100%. And then we have uh, Asmodis saying we need to get you to 10K subs so I can start getting you some McChickens. So for those who don't know, when I, when I started YouTube, I, I might have been my first couple of weeks. Someone tweeted out that I should wear, oh my, I can't remember what it was. It might have been a cow suit. Might have been a cow suit, might have been something different, like some sort of suit. And I said, when I hit 10K subscribers, I will wear a cow suit for an entire week on this show. So we're almost to 5K right now, right about 4.6, 4.7K. So Hey, 10K subs will be will be great. So be sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Donald saying he agrees with me in the fact that he pops in person on the practice field. He's so smooth. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited about. I think that was Zay Flowers. I, I'm all over the place. I'm a couple minutes behind and catching up on a on these comments as well. Donald saying, knock on woods, it looks like the first real deal. Why don't we draft? Even though I love the Brown. I mean, Marquise was good for the Ravens. Marquise Brown was good for them. The issue is he didn't he didn't want to be in the offense. Obviously, as he made clear. And I think that flat, like Marquise Brown was a real deal receiver, but I think flowers has the potential just with his pure crisp route running ability. It's so incredible how he runs his route. So I'm really excited to see him. Kevin Smith saying his footwork is nasty. Defenses are going to have to hold him all the time. Raven's going to have a first down every time. So what Peter King said, right? You got to either hold them. You got to interfere with them in order to make sure you can stop them. And it, it is very hard to do that as well. Tanya saying the Browns are so nervous and mad because Clowney signed with us. They said him and OBJ are going to play extra hard when we play them. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a motivation factor, especially when you play former teams. And like Rico said, there's a, there's an opportunity for, I think, some revenge games in the works. I, I remember there's a lot to There's a lot to remember about revenge games. I remember weird one, Earl Thomas's revenge game and how the Ravens said, like multiple players in the Ravens said they wanted to go out there and play well for Earl against Seattle. And obviously we, we know how the Earl Thomas situation ended. We, we don't have to talk about it. But there is a factor with revenge games. Ravens win 16. San Jadavian's a premium edge setter. He he absolutely is as well. Quasi saying the Ravens need to sign one more corner. 
it, again, I think I'm I'm fine with them signing one more corner. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't. But I think for insurance purposes, the way this team is set up is they're going to compete this year. And so my question is, it, it would have been a question for OA and Ajabo too, but you're, you're relying on those guys more because I think you're expecting more. But is how how long is the leash for some of these corners? How long is the leash for Jalen Armour Davis? How long is the leash for Kevon Seymour and Pepe Williams and Caillou Kelly before you say we just need a veteran in there who we know can produce? That's my question. So if the Ravens sign a veteran, I, I'm fine with that, but I would not be shocked if they didn't at this point so at the end of the day i'm not necessarily sure what they do but we do know they brought in darby and balti raven saying for the record i'm not feeling the clowny signing and some people are some people do some people have that mindset where again there are the concerns about the injuries the concerns about the inconsistent sack production the concerns about the leadership and the work ethic but in terms of who was out there at this point for agency wise it was between him and kyle van noy and by all reports kyle van noy was i think looking for more of the justin houston deal or maybe a tiny bit less than Justin Houston. The Ravens deal they got Jadavian Clowney on was extremely, extremely well. Asmodis saying, if you have a Snell, you must name it Gary. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll announce all that on Monday, but I did not think of that. That's a good SpongeBob reference overall there. Donald Brown saying Kyle Hamilton's going to have to make a big jump as well. Yeah, he's whether it's a safety or they have to put him back in the big nickel role, either one. Yolanda saying they need one more corner as well. Yeah, I, I think they're they're – is a very valid argument for the Ravens putting in, you know, one more corner as well. Kyle saying feels like Zay's going to throw penalties like Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith was the master at those deep DPIs where he would just draw like one every couple weeks or one a week, which really, really felt was going to happen. Tanya saying the rookie corners can't stay out. They'd even learn the defense will be signing another corner. It would make sense. I mean, the Ravens have already dealt with the Marlin injury, Rakasin injury, General Armour Davis injury, Pepe Williams injury. Guys are getting injured left and right. So it's really important for the Ravens to at least know they have solid depth there overall. But overall, the outlook for the Ravens defense, I think we now know for the most part what it's going to look like. Maybe they will sign another corner. Maybe they'll go out there and trade for somebody else. I wouldn't expect another major move until probably the trade deadline. And that's when if the corner situation isn't working out, then you can, you know, the Ravens will go into the other bit of cap space. I, I think they have a couple of different areas they could address. Maybe pass rush isn't working out. Maybe they have to add a running back or something like that. But to me, the Clowney signing, I think, fills a need, and that's the most important part. I know that there are a couple of concerns, but he'll be good as a as an edge setter and someone that hopefully the sack production will be there and maybe not as consistent as we'd like, but hopefully he'll be able to get to that, like, five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half. And we have a quick shout out from Dre Mason here saying, what up, my boy, let's get them likes up. Hey, if you haven't liked the video yet, I appreciate you, Dre. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel here as well. Balti Raven saying, I think the teams will be playing from behind and run defense won't be as needed as pass rush. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the Ravens offense will just be able to put up points. And that's part of a defense, right? A good defense is a better offense. So if you're able to score points with Lamar, you know, the defense is going to have to have as much pressure on them throughout the course of the game as well. Ravens win 16 saying, hope always new shimmy shake move translates into the regular season. Yeah, I'm excited to see his long arm, the bull rush from him, which is really exciting as well. And Tanya saying, Ravens win 16, always going to need another shimmy move. That 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 move is going to get old real quick. Yeah, there has to be some, some, some what, how do I call it? Some arsenal of moves. But we'll see what ends up happening. And Alyssa in the chat saying Friday night special. I know you could be doing so much with these Friday. You could, could be going to the movies, going to see Barbie, going on date night, going, going to the club. But you're here with me on Locked on Ravens. And I really do appreciate that. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Go, go enjoy the rest of your Friday night. I appreciate everybody who's tuned in. 
who's liked the video. Uh, maybe the Ravens will make another move and we'll we'll do another live stream. But for now, I'm not expecting much. Again, be sure to subscribe, follow along, both audio form and video form. When we get back here on Monday, will be our next one. We'll preview the Ravens and Commanders preseason game and so much more. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens if there's a live stream. But if not, I'll see you right back here on Monday on Locked on Ravens.